Saturday was my birthday, and for my birthday, we got together with my fiance's family, and we had a nice dinner. Well, my sister got into, my sister, stepsister, what, actually, I don't know what she is. She, my fiance's sister got into an argument with my fiance about opportunity. And I decided to do something different today. Let's talk a little philosophy on opportunity in the United States. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Okay, we got a lot to talk about uh, in the news, but we're not going to do that today. I figure I'll just take another day and write up a script and stuff like that. Um, got shooting in Boulder, Colorado, occurred on Monday. 10 people dead. That means everyone is going to be talking about gun control again. It's already started on Twitter. I definitely have some thoughts on that. Uh, Kamala Harris, every time she gets nervous, she cackles and sounds absolutely crazy. Absolutely crazy. The border crisis, which is becoming, I think we can say now, dire. But I wanted to talk about opportunity. So, my fiance and my fiance's sister got into an argument about opportunity. So here in the United States. So here's the story. Uh, they were both speaking, and understand they were speaking Spanish, so I only understand a little bit. They were talking about the country. They were talking about what Biden's doing. Contrary to popular, they're both Hispanic, so they were speaking. That's why they were speaking Spanish. And one of the things that my fiance said she wants to become an American citizen because she thinks it'll increase some of the things she can do in this country, which I'm not sure is true because she seems to be able to do whatever she wants to do, including go to college, have the state help her with college and things of that nature. And her sister said that, well, there is no opportunity for everyone in this country. And so Josie asked her, well, what do you mean? There's no opportunity. And then her sister said that, well, I had to stay at home. My parents wouldn't let me go to school. I never got my high school degree. I never was able to get my GED because I was taking care of you folks, you the kids. I, she, Josie literally has like eight brothers and sisters. So, And um, her sister was the oldest of the group. So the parents didn't make her, uh, told her she couldn't go to school. She needed to actually take care of the kids. So basically her argument was that everyone got to go to college. Josie got to go to college. And that's why she had, she never had the opportunity to go to college. And Josie asked me, because she was getting really upset, Josie asked me to weigh in. I heard her argument. I heard her story, and I was kind of, I was kind of like, "Well, you got to understand something that has nothing to do with opportunity. It has to do with you just not taking the opportunity." And then we started getting into a, a political, not a political, but a philosophical discussion on it. I decided it probably wasn't a good idea because she was already upset. And I didn't agree with a damn thing she was saying. But but I, I thought it would be a good little discussion for a podcast. And the reason is I've actually read a couple of books about this. Uh, and I'll recommend them at the end of the podcast. But I think we need 
to discuss what is the difference between fault, responsibility, opportunity, and circumstance. Because one of the things I told her was there, the circumstance said that you couldn't get your, that my sister-in-law, and I'm going to call her my sister-in-law because Josie and I are practically married. My sister-in-law had opportunity. She just, the circumstance just didn't allow her to take the opportunity or she did not take the responsibility of taking the opportunity. So let's talk about the difference between fault, responsibility, opportunity, and circumstance. And the reason I want to talk about this is sometimes these words are actually put together and made that fault and responsibility are really the same thing or opportunity and circumstance are not independent of each other or that all four words are not independent of each other. And I think that's a real mistake that people make when they sit back and they fail to do what they've always wanted to do. The first two states of being, I think, are the most important are fault and circumstance. They are different. A, a fault is an action or a decision that affects an individual or the individuals around them, that, around him. That's my definition. Okay, I make a bad decision and therefore I'm affected. Or, or I make a bad decision and everybody else is affected. An example of a, a fault would be uh, I drink, I get in a car and I drive and I smash into somebody. All right. Now remember that. I'm going to even write that down because I'm not actually scripted today. So that is my fault. I My fault has caused damage to somebody else. Okay. Let's just say I get into a car crash and it's my fault that that person in the other car got injured because I was drunk and I decided to do something I shouldn't have done. Circumstance is a situation that an individual is in at that moment. The reasons that that person in the situation is independent of fault. So what does that mean? A circumstance is you're in a position that you have to do something. And even though you want to do something else, you can't. That's circumstance. Okay. You can't or it'd be more difficult. Now, a lot of people, the reason I bring those two up together is you can be in a certain circumstance like my sister-in-law is in and it not be her fault. That's just a circumstance she's in. Now, the question is, does that mean she doesn't have opportunity? Not necessarily. It just means that her circumstances at the time prevented her from going to school and getting her, uh, getting her degree. Now, does that mean she didn't have the opportunity? Well, she always had the opportunity, but she didn't have it at that moment. Because her circumstance wouldn't allow it. Now, let's take a look at the difference between, between the two using my drunk driving uh, example. So, I'm driving the car, I'm drunk, and I run into somebody. It's my fault that I ran into that person. That person that I ran into, it's not their fault, but they broke their leg 
and they had a marathon on Sunday, and now they're not going to be able to do the marathon. So that person is under the circumstance of not being able to run and missing an opportunity. Okay, got it so far? Does that mean the opportunity is not there due to the circumstance? No. Does that mean my fault, it's me being at fault or making a mistake, prevents me from having opportunity? No. But because it's my fault, I may have the responsibility to serve time in jail, which will be a new circumstance for me. And I may have to postpone that opportunity. Remember, I never lose my opportunity. Responsibility. Responsibility is circumstances that may or may not have caused, been caused, which means fault. One is thrust into making that individual deal with uh, deal with it in order to move forward. So what does that mean? Responsibility means there are things that you do have to handle, whether you have to handle it or not. An example would be, I have to work. If you have to work, it's your responsibility to work. Now, a lot of people, okay, yeah, that does make sense, but let's look at something else. Let's say I work in a job I don't like. Well, it's your responsibility to work. Do you not, but do you have to work at that specific job or in that specific career? The answer is no, you have the opportunity to find another job or develop another career. Of course, that opportunity might have the circumstance of having to work, study at night, and study at night and uh, work harder to achieve your particular goal. This is going to be important to understand that opportunity is not necessarily easy. And this is one of the things I tried to tell my sister-in-law. It is yes, you have responsibilities. And in her in her area, in her point of life, her responsibilities was caused by circumstance. Her parents wouldn't let her go to school because she had to take care of the kids. Let's take a look at how fault comes into play with responsibility. My son passed away three years ago. It was actually three years ago on the 21st, day before yesterday. Now, I had to deal with my son's death. Is it my fault that my son died? No. And this is one of the things that get death is extremely difficult to deal with because a lot of people say, I feel responsible for his death. Well, you are responsible for his death. I am responsible for his death. What they actually mean is, it's my fault he died. Well, it's not really my fault he died, but it is my responsibility at this point. It's my responsibility to keep up with my friends. It's my responsibility to keep up with my um, family. I can't let his death consume me. It's not my fault he died, but it is my responsibility to deal with it. So in our drunk driving account example, it's not the other driver's fault that I ran into him. Unfortunately, 
His circumstance has given him the new responsibility of keeping his mind up, keeping his attitude up, and, you know, healing himself. That is now his new responsibility. I hope you see the difference between the two. It's important. Responsibility can be created by circumstance or fault, but not both at the same time. Well, it can be both at the same time because your fault could create a new circumstance. In my case, it's my fault I got drunk and started driving a car, and it created a new circumstance of me being stuck in jail for the next 10 years or however many years. And it's my responsibility to get through jail. But you see that they're all different. A lot of people mix everything into one. Fault and responsibility is the same thing. The death of a child is one of those areas where a lot of people blame themselves for the death of a child. It's like it's their fault. What they have to understand is it's not your fault that a child died. I mean, maybe. I mean, I'm assuming it's not your... For me... My son had a drug problem. He died because of drugs. It's not my fault he had a drug problem. Some people might say, well, you're a father. You should have known. Whatever. I'm going to say it's not my fault, but it is my responsibility. I do need to be responsible enough to take care or deal with his death within my own mind to continue my relationships, to help my children, and in this case, help my ex-wife. And for the longest time, for example, it was my responsibility when my son died to keep my relationship going with Josie. That is part of my responsibility. It is something that I needed to deal with. It wasn't my fault, but my circumstance was now, I am a father who lost a son. And that created the responsibility of me deciding to stay within society, stay within the world, not separate myself, which a lot of parents who lose their children actually do. I needed to worry about the children that were alive. I needed to worry about my relationship with Josie. I needed to worry about my relationship with my father and my stepmother my relationship with the rest of my family. I had the responsibility or I put the responsibility on myself to not be afraid to talk about it and to try and help people when they face death. And I think that's really helped me a lot. And likewise, it's helped me help other people a lot. So you might be asking yourself, okay, what was this whole thing about? Remember I told you that my that Josie's sister said there's no op there is no opportunity in the United States or not everyone has an opportunity in the United States. Then I and then you might be saying to yourself, what does this have to do with fault, uh, responsibility, and circumstance? Well, what it has to do with is the opportunity that an individual has may not may not be there at a certain point, but it is there. It's always there in the United States. Opportunity is 100% up to the individual. 
Okay, and that what that means is that individual, the opportunity in the United States is always there. Everyone has the opportunity to be an all-star basketball player, an actor. Again, there's capacity too. So we need to be careful. But we, you, everyone has an opportunity to do anything they want in this country. They just need to make sure that they have the capacity and the ability, which is the ability to do something. With my, with Josie's sister, she always had the opportunity to go back to school. All right. She always had the ability to go back to school, get her GED, even just go and get her diploma. And I told her that this is some, one of the reasons why I actually did not get into the fight. I told her, um, no, you always had the opportunity. She's been unemployed for the last year. You had an entire year to go take your GED test and study for your GED and get your degree. And then after that, you have the opportunity to go to college. Heck, college half the time. Everyone talks about free college and things like that. Hey, newsflash, you don't have to pay a lot for college. Even community college. The crap where they're talking about, I, now Biden is pushing a, a $3 trillion budget that includes free community college. Listen, if you can't afford or you can't figure out how to get into community college, you're an idiot. Because the state, our state anyway, California, will basically pay you to go to college. There is always the opportunity to go to college. And I told her that. I said, you just spent a year doing nothing at home. While your kids are sitting, doing their online schooling, you could have done the same thing. You could have gotten your GED. And then you would have gotten your GED fairly quickly because she's an intelligent woman. And then you would have had the opportunity to go to college. And here's something else. Opportunity in this country does not pass you. So let's just say you did not take that opportunity last year. Well, guess what? That opportunity is here now. Take it. Don't whine about it. Don't cry that your circumstances and your responsibilities are stopping you from doing it. This leads us to another part that I did tell her. And no, I didn't tell her this because I thought it would just piss her off. And I, I just refused to get into it. And Josie wasn't angry. They weren't really fighting. But she was really upset. It's that sometimes when... You want to, opportunity does not mean it's easy. Having the opportunity to get your GED is always there. That doesn't mean it's going to be easy. You still have responsibilities. And those responsibilities have to be met for whatever reason. I mean, responsibility could be something like you got to work. Responsibilities could be you have your family you need to take care of. Which means the opportunity has to be put on the back burner. And by the back burner, I mean it's not ignored. On the back burner means that it has to be secondary to your responsibilities. An example, I went to college. I didn't go to college out of high school. I hated college. I hated school. I went to college at 24. At the time, I had two kids. I was married. 
I had a house payment. I had a job. I worked typically from six to three on days I had school. Other days I worked closing time. That's my responsibility. It's the deal I made. So on days I went to school, which was typically Tuesdays and Thursdays, I went to school from five to 10. So I would work from six to three. I would then go to school from five to 10, take my classes from five to 10 and then, or four to 10, excuse me. And then I would go home and I would spend the night studying. Did I have the opportunity to go to college? I did. Didn't make it easy. I Trust me, I became a far stronger man because of it. But I also had the responsibility to take care of my family, to work, pay the mortgage, pay my bills. But I took that opportunity to get my degree. And I told her, that's the difference. It doesn't mean that you don't have an opportunity. It's just the opportunity may not be easy to take because of circumstance and responsibility. And she kind of got it. She got it. And my uh, Josie, she definitely got it. She goes, yeah. And Josie's doing the same thing right now. Josie has a full-time job. She works 36 hours a week. And she goes to college and spends just about every waking minute studying because she's decided to study something that's very difficult. In this country... There's a ton of opportunity. Everyone has an opportunity. Now, remember, opportunity doesn't mean you shirk off your responsibilities. Acting is a great. Candace Candace Owens' book, Blackout, had a great story about how she had a friend, and this wasn't the point, but she had a friend who wanted to be an actress and wanted to be in Hollywood. And that friend shirked the responsibility of making money. In other words, she didn't have a job and she didn't have a consistent job that paid her good money. And the reason is she wanted to spend her entire time writing her, uh, doing her uh, screen tests and writing her manuscript, her uh, screenplays. And she did this full time. She had a passion, but she had to shirk all other responsibility in order to have that. Now, that meant she had the opportunity and she actually accomplished the opportunity. She actually ended up in Hollywood writing screenplays. But she had to shirk her responsibilities, which made accomplishing her goals very difficult for her. I mean, she didn't have a place to live. She didn't have a car to drive. She didn't have any money to go out, things like that. That's Most of us can't do that. <laughs> That we can't just sit there and say, okay, well, we're not going to, I'm not going to, I'm going to shirk all responsibility and just take the opportunity I have. Well, we also have to remember there's capacity. I love hockey. I'm also five foot, I'm also 50 years, 53 years old because it was just my birthday. I'm five foot nothing and weigh 180 pounds. So I'm 170 pounds. I'm, I'm, so I'm kind of a hefty guy. I'm not in shape. That hockey is beyond my capacity. So do I have the opportunity? Sure, I could go out and try and play hockey and play minor league hockey, try try and get into that kind of hockey, that sport. I I don't have it. 
basketball is the pri- another example. Do I have the opportunity to become an NBA player? Well, of course I do. Do I have the capacity to be an NBA player? Well, I'm 53, I'm five foot eight, I 180 pounds, and I can't shoot for my life. So no, I don't have the capacity. There's realization that having capacity and not having opportunity are two totally different things. There's always the opportunity to do anything you want in the world. You have to acknowledge whether or not one has the capacity to do it. Um, I, I love physics. I don't have the capacity for physics. It's not a thing that I, I, I love reading about it and things like that. But as far as the mathematics goes, yeah, no, I don't have the capacity. I would love to play the guitar like Jimi Hendrix. I don't have the capacity for it. Nor do I want to take the responsibility to learn and practice. See what it is? Opportunity in the United States is always there. There's other countries in the world. China, Russia, Venezuela. There is no opportunity. Getting a college or a high school degree in some of those countries the opportunity isn't there. And that's one of the things that Josie did tell her is that there is opportunity in this country. In Mexico, where they're from, they're, the opportunity is not there because you have the responsibility to do something wild and crazy and that's stay alive and make sure you have food to eat. And that's a big thing. So... That's why that's what the that's what my birthday was like talking about opportunity and how the United States does have the opportunity and by the way Josie's sister she has the opportunity she can go to school today she could sign up she could take her GED test she can go in and study and she can get her GED and then guess what she can do after that she has the opportunity to go to college no one's stopping her and that's what Josie was saying Because Josie said, you know something? I've got lots of responsibilities. My circumstance makes it very difficult. But the opportunity is there. It's do do I want to deal with the additional responsibility of going to school? And she's done really well with it. Stay positive is where this comes down to. This is why this country is the greatest country in the world. You have the opportunity. There's always opportunity. And you can accomplish what you want to in this country. Well, if you have the capacity for it. I'll never be an NBA basketball player. But I have the opportunity to try if I wanted to. As long as I don't give up my other responsibilities. So I said there were three... I said there were a couple books... I could recommend if you wanted to read them. And they're very good books. There are actually three books that I would recommend. The first book is The Subtle Art of Not Giving an F. And F means exactly what you think. Uh, This book is by Mark Manson. And he's actually a comedic writer. He does has his own blog. I think it's markmanson.com. Manson, M-A-N-S-O-N, just like the serial killer. Uh, he's extremely funny, and he's left-wing. He's not a right-winger. So it's a great book. It talks about responsibility, circumstance, fault, and opportunity. It also talks about 
which is really interesting. It does talk about things like capacity. Uh, it's a great book. It's really funny. You will be laughing. Okay, it's a it's a really great book. A very easy read. You can get it done in one day. It is that easy a read. Then a little bit more of a complicated read is 12 Rules for Life by the psychologist, Canadian psychologist, Jordan Peterson. If you've heard that name, it's because he, of course, is a racist, sexist, homophobe, xenophobe, bigot, uh, simply because he believes that men are men, women are women, and he won't use someone's pronouns. Uh, he, he's, it's a very good book, very detailed book, a very insightful book, thoughtful you can tell he actually took some time with it. Um, it almost feels like a personal book, like he's talking to you. It's a very, very good book. Not the easiest of reads because he is a psychologist and he does let his psychology actually take the better of him sometimes. And the final, final book, and I love all his books, is Loser Think by Scott Adams. Now, Scott Adams is the guy who did Dilbert. And then he turned out to be, he's, a, he's again a left-winger. Not a left-winger. He is actually what's known as a, um, a uh, he is an actual Democrat. He is a moderate Democrat. And when I say moderate, I mean ultimately a moderate. Don't be shocked if he becomes a Republican. Okay. Uh, he, because he's just, he's been canceled left and right. One of the reasons he doesn't do Dilbert anymore is because people didn't like his opinions, but he didn't care. He just did them anyway, but he can't get his Dilbert cartoons published anymore. Uh, Loser Think is a book that talks about, okay, negativity in an individual. And he talks about responsibility, circumstance. He talks about fault. He talks about opportunity. He talks about capacity. He talks about all those things, which is, and again, you could imagine that a guy who does Dilbert cartoons is actually quite funny. His books are extremely entertaining. I've read all his books. I think they're great books. So it, it's it's another one that you might want to take. It's a very easy read, very fun. Again, this could be this book could be read in a weekend. Okay. So you can uh, follow me on Patreon, which is open, and Rumble at Dumbasses Talking Politics. Uh, follow me on Twitter at RunninFool, R-U-N-N-I-N-F-E-W-L. Uh, you can download or listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Podcast Addict, Stitcher, YouTube, and Rumble. Uh, this is Gene, and you've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics. <laughs> <laughs>